All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my kinky torn torn. Shields up, Captain. This landing is going to get pretty interesting. Define interest. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Someone ever tries to kill you, you try to kill him right back. Control, control, you must run control. We are controlling transmission. Captain, incoming message. Also, I can kill you with my brain. Make it so. The kinky torn torn. This way smell that good. I want it. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Bono, we grana, we mini bomb, Jeffrey. That's the universal greeting because this is episode fourteen of the Kinky Tauntaun Transformers, the movie thirtieth anniversary. Oh, special. That, that is from the Transformers movie. I was like, I just heard that. Where did I just hear that? Uh, because it's oh my god, <laughs> uh, I, I can see we're starting off with gangbusters here. <laughs> Anyway, Jeffrey, uh, so we are here to celebrate the 1986 cult classic Transformers, the movie. Uh, that was him uh, shooting Ironside in the face. That was what? That was him shooting Ironside in the face. With the oh. with the, oh. the 80s hairband in the background. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the soundtrack alone is is classic. <laughs> not not to say much of anything else. I mean, it even has your boy Weird Al. Yes, I noticed that. Was it Dare to Be Stupid? Dare to Be Stupid. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! I'd completely forgotten that Weird Al was in this. um yep yep um but anyway uh so are we are we going into this do we we have anything we need to say before we launch into our our transformers special Uh, i was under orders i just rewatched it a week or so ago and uh, my uh, wife came home and she she watched a little bit of it with me and she and uh, she's like i can see where this is better than the other ones than the michael bay ones (laughs) <clears throat> well, that goes without saying, Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, anyway, so l- let's start with our, our Transformers history lesson. Uh, and this goes back to something near and dear in our childhoods, Jeffrey. Yes. That that far back. Uh, 1984, uh, I would have been around the age of six and... Even before I'd ever watched a cartoon, I remember going to the Kmart in a close by town uh, and picking up. I, I, I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, it's a little car that turns into a robot. Awesome. So the first Transformer I ever remember buying and playing with is Braun. I don't know if you remember him from the cartoon or not, but that's who that was. Uh, of course, I, I had like no relationship with the, the actual character yet. Uh, and I just, I don't think I remember watching the cartoon for a little while after that. And once I did see the cartoon, however, man, it was game 
on for loving my, the Transformers. I think my first one was uh, Bumblebee because he was the like the cheapest. Right, that's, that's why I had brawn. It was it, it was the like the smallest ones you can get. Yeah, I remember they used to cost like two ninety nine at Kmart back in the day. But I eventually got Optimus Prime. <sighs> Optimus Prime, the whole the holy grail of Transformers. And I also had the the big ass space shuttle one that turned into a dragon. A big ass space shuttle one that turned into a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, you talking that first of all, sir, that's Skylinks. Okay. And he does not turn into a dragon. All he's right. a he's a pterodactyl thing and a lynx. That's why it's Skylinks. Oh, okay. He, I knew he's, he's some, a dinosaur. Well, I knew it was some four legged creature that you know, because yeah, the, yeah, the platform. I Right, right. <laughs> um no, you would have had several other because that, that actually did not come out until after the movie came out. I had Ironside. I had Grimlock. Ironhide. Ironhide, sorry. I had no, Grim- no, Not to be confused with the actor Michael Ironsides. <laughs> I had uh, Grimlock. Um, of course. I, I had I had the Grimlock, Optimus Prime. I'm trying to think of the earliest ones that I, I remember getting. I remember having Bombshell, one of the, one of the Insecticons. Um, and, man, like I, I just remember like they were small enough – to smuggle to school because like you weren't really <laughs> supposed to have toys at school but with transformers they were small enough you could like get away with it and play with them on the playground <laughs> um i i remember uh probably my favorites were optimus prime and uh the other favorite toy from the from that was um Soundwave. oh Soundwave, yes and i used I to remember, bring see, the little ones i used to bring the little itty bitty ones that you know the discs the, you know, the cassette the tapes. tapes, yeah, to school. The, the discs, man, it has been a while for you, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, God, I, I, by the time that Transformers was premiering, I didn't even know if the compact disc had been invented. <laughs> Let me see. Anyway, I, that well, I mean, as far as history goes, it came out of Japan, and I think I remember reading this that uh, they actually premiered in the Marvel Comic Limited series first, and then Hasbro basically like negotiated the rights brought you know made the cartoon or they were sort of it was all meant to come out fairly simultaneously and of course once the cartoon had the comic was that was only supposed to be a four issue limited series was continued on past issue four and it was both you know the comic series the cartoon series the cartoon series that we that we were familiar with up until the time of the movie in 1986 was two seasons but and you think like oh shit transformers only lasted two seasons before they had to change everything yeah but i swear like those two seasons if you were actually to go into imdb or whatever each season has like 30 episodes some ridiculous amount of episodes that's what it um, used I mean, to be. I realize, I realize that these are only meant to be like 30 minutes or even not, not even like 25 minute toy commercials. Uh, yeah. but by the time they are, they were hitting it, man, uh, basically by the time the movie came along, they had established a mythology within the show. And I didn't really read the comic books or anything back then. Although I do remember getting one or two from time to time. Uh, it was, it was something that, I that sort of defined my childhood, like that was my one thing. I mean, yeah, I played with GI Joe. Yeah, I played with some, you know some other things. Like that was the one thing. Like I remember going to your house when we were kids and like whipping open your your toy box and 
getting all you know, like Skyling sound, Sonwave out. I remember you had Blitzkrieg. Like you, you basically got gravitate towards the ones that I I didn't have. Oh yeah, and of course. That I could play with. And I did and, the same uh, thing when I was at your house. <laughs> right, right. So we we would see you know we we would love to play with each other's transformers, and. I mean, those are some of my, my fondest memories and just coming up with our own stories and ideas. And I think that, you know, fostered our imaginations in a very healthy and productive way that I, I don't quite think <sighs> cartoons do as much these days, which is funny because, like I said, when these things came out, they, the, the FCC had to make, you know, change some laws because they would air, air these cartoons, and in between the cartoons, they would show you nonstop G.I. Joe and Transformers commercials. Oh, yeah. So, like, you'd go from cartoon, Transformer commercial. <laughs> and so even the commercials like, fuck yeah, Transformers commercials. <laughs> uh, G.I. Joe commercials, whatever it was. And, uh, of course, that, that, that became illegal <laughs> oh, really? after that. Yeah, yeah, you you couldn't uh, market the same toys that you were. I mean, basically because they were they were infomercials at that point. Um, well, you're talking about you know cartoons not fostering imagination. There are some every once in a while, like um, there are like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, but that see that's old too, man. But by modern standards, well. It's still that, it's, that's uh, like ten years ago, Jeff. I mean, those really? kids have all grown up. Holy crap, we're old. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell um, me about it. But uh, uh, another thing I remember about Transformers is uh, my brother would always cheat when we play Transformers. He would. How, always, how can you cheat? Um, he would. Uh, uh, there was some kind of substance that was in cubes that they found that uh, that made them kind of invulnerable. In the show, do you remember that? What? No, no. Well, there was some one episode where they found this stuff that was, in, you know, like these energy cubes, and it. I know. remember the one episode they had like the Golden Lagoon, and they would dip, like dip in the Golden Lagoon and become invulnerable. I might be confusing two episodes, but yes, that was it. He would always find whatever that substance was called. Oh my god! I don't know. It, it was just Beachcomber found the Golden Lagoon, man. It's like fuck you. I don't want to play. I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> Well, to, to your brother's significantly older than you. I'm surprised he was actually even trying to play with you at that point. Uh, I think he was just trying to fuck with me at that point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I would have to say there'd be no other reason in it for him other than just to fuck with you. Which he used to love to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, <clears throat> so uh, your favorite Transformers to play with? Soundwave. Optimus Prime Optimus probably Prime. had to be number one. Optimus Prime and Soundwave because... Oh, I know you even had the trailer that came, like, it would split open and have, like, a little base. You would yeah. have wheels that would come out. Yeah, that was really And you cool. could, like, hit a button and he would roll out. <laughs> and transform and roll out. Did, all right. Here's a question for you. When you were playing and you were transforming them, did you ever do, like, a super slow motion? Of course, and I would try okay, to do okay. it as quickly as possible, oh, so yeah. I could uh, match the. Uh, so I could try to do it at the proper speed, you know. Um, okay, I, I don't know if I could ever do it really that fast because if you if you were transforming a transformer that fast, uh, it probably was 
as loose as your mom's vagina or something because <laughs> hey hey oh well, i mean we not were, your, we were your, both, in your particular my brother and mom's i were born vagina. To, my my mother my uh, brother and i were born cesarean so there oh okay i, I mean <laughs> somebody's mom's vagina <laughs> It's like throwing a hot dog down an empty hallway. <laughs> but uh, I used to just, like when we were on long trips, um, we'd, we'd drive out to Washington State, you know, oh or my God. drive out to Arizona, and uh, I would just be in the back with a transformer, just transforming it, untransforming All it, transforming it, fucking untransforming day it. long. So I got pretty fast on some of them. Oh, okay. So where I could almost I mean, do it I- as fast as the show. <laughs> I remember playing with your sound wave. It, it was pretty loose. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was as loose as someone's mother's vagina. Well, sound wave, uh, not only do you look pretty cool, but transformer with inside a transformer. I know. I mean, Ravage and Frenzy and Rumble and all that shit. Oh, yeah. I, I wait, wait, wait. Did you ever try to like simulate the voices from the cartoon? Almost, you know me. I like voices and stuff. So almost, almost oh, right. assuredly. I know. Okay, I, I was like, I think I remember doing this as a child. <laughs> but uh, you know, transform and roll out Autobots, <laughs> something like that. I am Optimus Prime. There, there we go. There we go. All right. So we, we, we're there. <laughs> so uh, anyway, by the time that the movie came out, nineteen eighty six, uh, we would have been roughly eight years old, and. I, I mean, that was really sort of like the golden age for me. I mean, a lot of people love, love, love the, you know, the once pre-movie. However, there was something about the Transformers of the movie, even though it, it, I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, I had to see it in on VHS. No, you know what? I actually think I saw on like a disc player. Like that's how far back it goes. Um, what would have been several months after it came out in September of '86. One of those things, those technology that was so obscure that everyone's wait, wait a minute. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm this. That, I remember watching The Hobbit, Transformers the movie, cool. and Labyrinth, which which the 30th anniversary for that is also this year. Anyway, Three good movies. Um, you say what? Three very good movies. Damn good movies. Anyway, so like I just remember after you know the movie came out, the the show changed, and so what came on in the fall of geez would would that have been fourth grade, third grade, about the time we started hanging out. Yeah, it was about the times that we we started becoming best buds or whatever. Uh, is when the whole like thing shifted over, where you did have like Skylinks and Springer and RC you actually had a female Transformer regularly on the show. And of course, what Rodimus color was Prime, she? What Ultra col- Magnus. What color? What color was the female Transformer? Pink. Pink. Of, of course. <laughs> I mean. And, of course, they never made a toy for her. I wanted an RC really? toy. I thought that would have been cool. They never made a toy for her? What a big fuck you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, I know we finally made a girl, but, hey, fuck you. You're not going to buy and it's it. Like, and Hasbro's still fucking stuff up 40, you know, 30 years later with the Ray toys. Oh, yes. They're going to want to play with the bad guy more. Uh, No. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like, I remember like those are the shows that I really remember grabbing hold of the mythology because if you if you remember the actual like Rodimus, Ultra Magnus, 
episodes, they were you know they were living on Cybertron. Not as much on you know, not as many of the shows took place on Earth, so it was much more science fiction oriented mm-hmm. than what we had seen before, which. I didn't realize back then that that was my thing, but oh my god, that was totally my thing. Like I, I adored that that you know the science fiction, full blown hard sci fi sort of aspect to it, and a lot of the episodes were you know were spacefaring and going around, with, uh, having like various alien contact and things like that. See, I don't which remember is funny those you, as much. I really don't remember those as much. Really? No, I don't know why. That is a damn shame. Yeah, I mean, there was like there was even up one episode. Brain. Say what? You know my fucked up brain. Yeah, you 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 got you memory issues. It's <laughs> it's uh you know head trauma. I don't know whatever. <laughs> I did get kicked in the head a lot. I know. That's what I'm saying, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, few too many concussions. They just didn't <laughs> know about whatever. Um, anyway, so like, I remember like there's some, some of those episodes were really dark. Uh, there was even one episode that was uh, sort of a thinly veiled zombie episode. Really? Cool. I don't know if you remember that one. No. Like they were going, they were going down to the heart of Cybertron and, uh, several, several, and they like, I remember like, the best episodes were always the ones where the Autobots and the Decepticons had to team up against something. <laughs> and so... Like they're going to the heart of to Cybertron to uh, find what well, forget the whatever the fuck it was, but like Galvatron's leading them and like Springer's with them and a bunch of these other Autobots and you know, like Cyclonus and whatnot and like each time these other things these like tendrils would touch them they'd become like zombie transformers and they tr- touch the other ones and of course that sort of culminated with that one like the, the Return of Optimus Prime episode later on where you had. Uh, like the red spores, I mean that was straight up a, a zombie esque sort of episode. Uh, actually, it was a two parter, but whatever. I have but almost, anyway. I have almost no memory of any of this. So, Jeffrey, maybe it's time for you to revisit. Sir. I was going to say maybe next time I come over, we can watch some. Um, absolutely. <laughs> they, I mean, they did have them on Netflix for the longest time, but they took them off like a year or two ago. Ah, bastards. So, well, I mean, it stands to reason they'd put them back on, right? Well, you never know. Sometimes they take shit off and it's just gone. Gone. For, yeah, like Dead Like Me. I think Dead Like Me was on there several years ago. And yeah. It's never been back since. That's an awesome show. It was so... It is. Moist. Moist. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so Jeffrey, uh, Transformers the movie, that's what we're here to talk about, the 30th anniversary. I, I will tell you this, I have pre-ordered my uh, 30th anniversary Blu-ray disc, which should be here on, I think, the 12th of September. And I, I, I am actually purposely not re-watching it, because I want to I put it in the Blu-ray and just experience it for the very first time. Is there any extra stuff on the Blu-ray? Uh, yeah, there's supposed to be a bunch of extras with it. Uh, of course, you know, that's the thing. And that's one of the things I want to talk about when we talk about the, this movie. Um, is, you know, you compare the show, the, the old show to, you know, what's come out since. I remember in the late nineties, you had Beast Wars, which a lot of people loved. I think I, I, I actually kind of liked it. I just didn't really like the fact that it was too different than the old stuff. I never watched then it. Then you had like, you had robots in disguise in the early early aughts, and then you have like uh, Transformers Prime. I think is what 
one of the most recent incarnations is, which I don't know. Say what you will, but I, I I've never I was not very interested. So should I check uh, out I, any of those? No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I I hear good things about Beast Wars. I know a lot of people loved Beast Wars. I like I I think I kind of dug it. I just I was just pissed because it wasn't the, like the real thing, you know. Okay. Um, like, like it has its own mythology, its own thing going on. And you, you sort of have to view it as like an alternate reality version of those characters or whatever, which is, you know, like if you read the comic books back in the, it's in the, the day Kelvin, versus it's the, the cartoon, universe. say what it's the Kelvin universe. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. It's Kelvin universe. <laughs> um, yeah. Like the, the comic book version and the cartoon versions never matched up very well at all. Uh, there were there were characters that were different colors. I mean, they were closer to what were the toys, and there were characters who did things that they never would have done with the show and whatever. Well, there's like um, the, and also the Ninja Turtle comic what? books. Like the Ninja Turtle comic books were like really violent, and they were oh. and they weren't robots yeah. that were cutting up. And <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so let's talk about the uh, the actual movie, Jeffrey. Uh, yes. You just rewatched it. And your wife noticed, and I'm I'm guessing you did as well, that, yes, in fact, not only does it st- withstand the test of time, it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. I would I would lose some of the hair metal music a little bit. Well, some you of it fits would. Really, some of it however, fits really well. I would not. <laughs> you got the touch. You got the power. <laughs> that was one I'd lose, most definitely. <laughs> No, no, Jeff. God damn it. God damn you. We can never lose that song. And even though I really like Weird Al, it was kind of a strange choice. Uh, it's because it's Weird Al. Like, hey, we'll throw some Weird Al in. People like him. <laughs> Which is funny because I actually think that song is has lived has surpassed the original. Because no, nobody remembers DeVoe's. Devo's uh, Dare to Be Different, but everybody remembers yeah, I don't, Weird Al's yeah, I don't, Dare to Be Stupid. Like, that wasn't an original? What? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, man. I, I totally dig that that soundtrack. In fact, it was funny because I was watching uh, like 80s Weekend on shit. It must have been like Esquire TV or something a few weeks ago, whatever the hell it was. Um and they were like showing a bunch of 80s movies, but in the promo, the ads for the weekend, they were playing that you got the touch, you got the power. You know, it's called The Touch by Stan Bush on the soundtrack, but it's only from that movie. I'm like, yes, Transformers lives on, baby. Hello? Hello? Okay. Anyway, I was, so, lis- uh, I was in listening in Rapture. Is that what it was? Because yes. you, you, you had the touch. You had the power, but you lost it somewhere <laughs> along the way. Um, anyway, now, I mean, Dare, Dare, that's a great song, too. I love that stuff. You know I love 80s music. Anyway, uh, yeah, so you, you I, one of the things I guess I'm really excited about the, with the Blu-ray is, like, even watching, like, the VHS, you got a fairly firm understanding on how that movie was animated. And then, you know, you find, like, I think I even mentioned this, I think it was like a G chat or whatever, but, uh, the, you know, the famous anime Akira came out 
two years after that. And that's basically seen as like this anime masterwork. Yeah, it's and one of the most famous, I would dare yeah. say that Transformers the movie, which of course was animated by by Jap- the Japanese, um, I-, I say it's right up there with Akira as far as as far as like art style and um, presentation. Because well, considering I like the Transformers movie better than I like Akira, so well I-, I do too. Although I do like Akira, um, I. I think this Blu-ray is really just gonna just gonna blow it all to hell. I mean, that's what I'm thinking because I saw the I don't know if you watched the YouTube video uh, with the promo for the Blu-ray, uh-uh. and it just looks fucking phenomenal. Like if I mean, just they, and they were doing that back in 1984, 1985. Uh, with hold on, I gotta yell some some children. Girls has to happen at least once every episode. Anyway. I forgot where it was. Uh, the Blu-ray. Um, oh, so if you watch the yeah, if you watch the YouTube video with the promo for the Blu-ray release here, uh, I guess what next week now, uh, it, it looks phenomenal. And not only does it hold up to the test of time, that shit still blows my mind with how good it looks. Like CGI has nothing on the beauty of the animation in the original Transformers, the movie. Um, oh yeah. The, I, I think it would have looked better. Oh wait, we'll save this for the Michael Bay rant. Oh. We'll save it. Cause I was about ready to go into it. Uh, well, anyway, the last, the one I'm gonna say next is like, I, I realize like, you know, um, it does take some notes from other movies. I, I'm not, completely oblivious to that which one uh, however i would i will say that it, it does a pretty dang good job of you know imitating okay which Eyes ones more flattery which ones okay star wars oh <laughs> really yeah there i mean the whole part where like rodimus is on that ship with cup and the dinobots like you can basically say that the dinobots are like chewbacca r2 <laughs> and c3po <laughs> And Rod, you know, Hot Rod at that point is Luke Skywalker. There's even a part where he puts on the helmet and he has like a lightsaber. <laughs> and 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 Cup is the gr- the grizzled old war veteran. That's true. Oh yeah. And then we rem- we I remember now we inverted polarities. Like he's kind of like <laughs> Obi Wan Han Solo wrapped up into one. Yes, yeah, true. That's true. So like I I I appreciate that though it, it works. Uh, it also features voice acting. Are you ready? Judd yes. Nelson playing Hot Rod. Yeah, remember who Judd Nelson is? Um, don't you? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, ye of Breakfast Club fame, amongst many many others. One of the, one of the uh, brat pack, <laughs> as it were, back then. So he was a big name attached to this movie. Uh, it features Leonard Nimoy. As Galvatron, the guy who, the, well, say the Transformer who was Megatron and changes shape by the ultimate villain Unicron. Yep. Uh, was yeah, voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Yes. Robert Stack from <sighs> back in the day, Unsolved Mysteries. So. Oh, that guy. Who did he play? Yeah, he he did Ultra Magnus's voice. Okay. Uh, 
of course, Susan Blue, who actually, I think she was one of the few people they retained uh, from the movie up until through the the show, because a lot of these guys didn't have the same voices on the television show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually has Orson Welles. It was yes. Orson Welles' final performance as the villain Unicron, the uh, planet-eating monster transformer who... Uh, comes out and tries to chomp Cybertron there towards the end. It also featured a swear word, which yes. in a cartoon back then was a big deal. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> I know. He said shit. <laughs> well, oh, and, shit. And the uh, just the wanton destruction of that, oh. that planet in the beginning. And it's like, yeah. oh, all these happy little robots, sentient robots. <laughs> Let's and kill that, them all. That's like the first 30 seconds of the movie. And it's like, oh, but one guy survived. He'll carry on their... Tr- no, he won't. No. <laughs> he gets eaten no, by he's... shark robots or some shit like shark, that. Shark to con, shark Jeffrey. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to have to put you through uh, Transformers Boot Camp, Jeff. <laughs> What one more one more fuck up like that? We're 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 going to school, Transformer like, school. You're, you're gonna attach wheels to me and like tuck that arm. No, bend yep. it the other way. Yep, that's where we're going. That's what we're doing. Anyway, um, no, like I think that's one of the reasons why I found that movie so to be so profound is because you know eight nine years old watching that movie and then forward through time, you know, the first several minutes of the film is death. Yeah. And then. About 20 minutes in the film, like, all your fucking favorite Transformers die. Yeah. With, well, right. with, with the exception of, like, two. Well, just, yeah, just the way they just took out people, you know, like, some of the just biggest char- biggest characters from the show so willy-nilly. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's the thing. If you think about it, when they would have had to start animating the movie, they would have had to start planning for Optimus Prime's death basically the same time the Optimus Prime was premiering on TV. Wow. So that that wasn't like a, you know, like that thing was planned out from the beginning. Wow. Of course, they, they resurrected the character or whatever, but still, um, you know, that whole part where Megatron's on the ship and he, you know, just wastes Ratchet and uh, Ironhide comes up, crawls up to him, and he's he's like... Such heroic nonsense. Such heroic nonsense. Ooh, ooh, you channeled your Frank Welker there. Nice. (laughs) And he blows him right in the face. And that's the end of of our dear friend Ironhide. Not to mention all the other other Transformers who, like, aren't actually voiced. But you're like, oh, shit, that's Jazz. Oh, shit, that's Ratchet. Oh, shit, that's Wheeljack. Oh, goddamn, they killed Wheeljack. (laughs) Uh, anyway, that, that was a little shocking. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, my little it was. seven-year-old, eight-year-old heart was crushed. Oh uh, wait, wait. Jazz dies later. I'm sorry. He he dies when the, when the uh, the moon they're dropping them into the lava or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, that that's it. Um. You, you have Spike, who he was a basically a teenager, eighteen-year-old, whatever. During the show, as an adult during the show, uh, and I, I think like the beginning, the beginning uh, die like the lead in from the you know, the voice that we actually hear on the 
TV show from time to time, he would say, like, the year is 2005. And everybody's like, oh, shit, 2005. <laughs> that's so far in the future. <laughs> yeah. We uh, could totally be in space with the Transformers by then. Especially all the, all the you know, because Back to the Future was just put on Netflix a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yep. whoa, 2015. Get flying Ooh. cars. And we're going to have Still hoverboards. Still waiting for the fucking skateboards. Yep. Anyway. I guess uh, we that, do kind of have hoverboards, but they only work on metal. So... Uh, well, if you could have your own special course, it might work out, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. All right, Jeff. Um, yeah. So I found it a, a profoundly affecting movie and it's funny that, you know, I'm a cinema file. I, I love movies and I would actually put Transformers, the movie in my all time top 25. That's how much I love that movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, but I respect your choice. <laughs> you go ahead and abort those babies, sir. <laughs> I respect your choice. Um, uh, are we ready for the Michael Bay rant? Well, I already pre-recorded it. Once the novelty of robots wears off, it's hopelessly insipid. Coming soon.net. Films directed by Michael Bay are usually like being shouted at by a halfwit for two and a half hours, and Transformers is no exception. The Times of London. Punishingly boring, filmcritic.com. Eager to get myself into the right mindset for Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, I turned to the multiplex patron sitting next to me and politely asked him to slam my head against the forward seat back. Film Comment Magazine. An impossibly incomprehensible overlong sarcophagus bore. Christian Science Monitor. If Bay has one consistent artistic inclination other than the lowest common denominator, it's his obsession with fascistic imagery. Pace Magazine. A painful blend of overproduced action and shameless exposition. Killer movie. Michael Bay knows how to spoil any film he touches. Cinema Sight. I have never felt more like a third nipple than I did as a screenwriter watching Michael Bay's new movie, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Hitflix. An overlong ordeal devoid of excitement and intrigue. Big Hollywood. This movie is actively making the world a worse place to live. I'm certain Michael Bay considers it his masterwork. Deadspin. Intensely juvenile. Casually sexist and blatantly stupid. Groucho reviews. It takes a certain talent to create as much action as Bay does without generating an ounce of excitement. Movie Metropolis. Michael Bay's latest foray into endless vapid dissonance in Transformers Dark of the Moon. This time out, we sit through two and a half hours of CGI. Complete god-awful inanity tonymacklin.net are there any ideas here other than to make more than 1.5 billion dollars what is the point of a michael bay movie the observer 
Bay's fascistic tendencies aren't quite as pronounced in the last installment, but there isn't anything this man won't do for the sake of arousing himself. Creative Loafing A rambling mess of bastardized newsreel footage, overstylized CGI talking toy jousts, and light-hearted scenes with the comedic timing of Dick Cheney's pacemaker. Richmond.com Transformers have souls, this movie repeatedly tells us. But does Michael Bay? Commercial appeal. Seemingly written by a 13-year-old boy and directed by his walking erection, this one is nothing but a booming pile of rubble. Film School Rejects. At the center of our galaxy is a supermassive black hole. Not even light can escape from its powerful gravitational pull. And not even that sucks as much as this movie, The Mercury. Preferable to syphilis, creative loafing. A new franchise low featuring flailing actors, dull, incomprehensible action, and murderous Autobots that act like whiny, petulant dicks. SFX Magazine. Even by the low IQ standards of the three previous Transformers films, Transformers Age of Extinction is grave and exceptionally stupid, with a plot as bewildering and incoherent as a caffeinated five-year-old's explanation of the multiverse theory. And here we go with the uh, Michael Bay rant. Dear Mr. Michael Bay, In a world fraught with terrorist threats, racial divisions and seeming promises of real honest-to-goodness impending doom, it's difficult to contextualize the defamation, nay, the abject despoilment of beloved fictional characters. Yet it's the fiction and characters that give us refuge. Just ask the practitioners of the world's major religions. Too much? Probably yes. But to discount how many meaningful characters can be to people is the very height of hubris. Furthermore, to take iconic characters and somehow shape them into the punchline that parallels one's own vacuous, irrelevant career is the greatest offense of all. When Transformers debuted in 1984, the cartoon and even the comic books were instant sensations. Children across the U.S., Canada, Britain, along with a number of other places I should not expect, clamored for the toys for which the cartoon was essentially a half-hour toy commercial for. One went from playing with Hot Wheels and Stompers to shoving them aside for the same thing that could somehow change into a sentient, personality-filled robot. I remember with each Transformer I got as a kid, poring over the pamphlet that it came with for glimpses of all the Transformers Hasbro had in store. Sure, there was some lust, some coveting, but ultimately when it came to it, it was the characters. It was the characters that I wanted. You see, the Transformers, just as the title implies, were more than what met the eye. They were toys sold to youngsters through the show, but somehow something happened along the way. With solid voice acting, someone also started to take pride in the storytelling. Sometime during its initial first season run, it transcended commercial and became full-blown mythology. Lessons that taught like the best the Greeks had to offer about community, about hubris, and even mortality. The Jungian archetypes were all represented. Joseph Campbell, had he had the chance to get to know the Transformers, surely would have been proud. Then, then, 
1986, the game changed even further. Transformers the movie was released in September 1986. Optimus Prime died. Ratchet was dismembered. Ironhide was shot in the face. Starscream was blown to smithereens. Oh, and it had voice acting from the likes of Leonard Nimoy, Robert Stack, Judd Nelson, Eric Idle, and the very final performance of one Orson Welles. Now, I acknowledge it used Star Wars as a crib sheet, but you know what? It pulled it off. Do I glimpse the film through the lens of nostalgia? Of course I do. However, I would contend that now, 30 years later, it more than withstands the test of time. The stunningly beautiful animation alone is perhaps second only to Katsuhiro Otomo's Akira, which, mind you, actually appeared two years later. Even Transformers' soundtrack was something to be proud of. Sell toys? Maybe. But the script was also trying to say something important. It introduced into the Transformers mythos the Autobot Matrix of Leadership, a sort of computerized repository of all the Autobots' wisdom and knowledge throughout the eons. It planted the seeds in my young, fertile mind that what we needed to light our darkest hour was what we found inside ourselves. The wisdom and learning of those who came before us, coupled with our own unwillingness to go gentle into the good night. It meant something. To me, it meant the world. 2007 was a busy time in my life. I traveled extensively that year. On top of that, my first daughter was born the day before Michael Bay's first Transformers film came out. With my newborn daughter and wife in the hospital still, I took my stepson to see the film because the classic Transformers cartoon movie and toys, which I'd bequeathed to him, made a fan out of him too. It was okay. It had action. But it lacked the heart of even the most mundane of the old shows. The Transformers themselves were turned into fragile metallic insectoids beset with unpleasant stereotypes. My stepson liked it because I had Optimus and things went kablooey. He was five. By the time Revenge of the Fallen By the time Revenge of the Fallen was released, all that was wrong with the first film had percolated into my consciousness, and I felt no desire to see the new film. These were not my Transformers. Still, when it came to DVD, I watched it. I turned it off somewhere midway through, somehow full of action, yet utterly devoid of substance. Plus, it was loud enough and stupid enough to make my head ache for days. I never even watched the third film, or the fourth, as each tanked critically. Yet for some reason, well, China's probably the reason, but that's a topic for another day. They keep allowing Michael Bay to make these horrible movies that are in some way analogous to my beloved Optimus Prime, Grimlock, Ratchet, Hound, and so forth. So bereft of inspiration is Michael Bay that this fifth movie now is entitled The Last Night. Because, you know, apparently Transformers, Transformers somehow copied Earth's medieval feudal system back home on Cybertron. So, this is what I say to you, Mr. Michael Bay. I do not wish harm to befall you. However, I do wish that you would see that making movies is not your talent. Unmaking them perhaps is, but that is more a curse than a talent. I need you to see that you offer nothing to the mythology of Transformers, nothing even to our own repository of wisdom. 
What you bring is an odd mixture of nihilistic masturbation. Your brand of exploitation is shameful, sir. And although I do not wish to make light of the actual plight of those victimized by rape, I must say this. You have managed to repeatedly pillage my and so many others' childhoods. How you managed to sleep at night is bewildering. So for this, I must say, fuck you, sir. Fuck you sideways. Fuck you all night long by a 400-pound trucker named Lenny with poor hygiene and his four-inch thick erect dick beset with herpes and syphilis. Fuck you so very, very much. As for the rest of us, maybe one day we'll get the treatment of the Transformers that it deserves. Until then... Let this mark the end of the Cybertronian Wars as we march forward to a new age of peace and happiness. Till all are one. Till all are one. You got the power! Yeah! And Unicron. Show yourself. I have summoned you here for a purpose. Nobody summons Megatron. Then it pleases me to be the first. Yeah, um, just one of the things that really bugged me about the movies were the the lack of distinguishing characteristics, like the of the trans of the Michael Bay Transformers movie. Okay, you're gonna have to be specific because I think everything about the Michael Bay films lacks any ability to be distinguished. The Transformers themselves all look basically the same yeah uh they even like even the colors i don't know if you like you notice this but a lot of times when they transform they're all like a gray or black underneath whatever vehicle color they are yeah whereas in the show you could you could definitely tell it was they like retain their, their color shape parts of the, sh- the you know whatever vehicle or whatever they were as part of the thing but it's interesting how the michael bay transformers transform and maybe they basically if he had- lose all yeah. that maybe if michael bay this is this is another part that i'm going to complain about all the fighting and action like most of it was so close you couldn't really tell what was going on it's like oh well, that's you're right it, it was badly choreographed but I, I would also say this it also makes up for 85 percent of every single film yeah um, but especially I mean, transformers because they all look the same and then you have such a tight shot and you can't quite tell who the fuck is killing who at that at that particular moment no i guess really and, and here's a question do you care just imagine if he filmed it differently and if they would have looked more like you know, the colorations they they had in the cartoon <sighs> if he if he would have panned out a little bit and they had the and, different uh, colorations okay well that that just got i mean i would say that the Jeff, just the script. It's actually the first movie was written by Kurtzman and Orsi, who did the uh, Star Trek reboot, as well as some of the Lost show and whatnot. Um, So, like, they should have been better. The first one, anyway. Uh, The first one's okay. Like, I can kind of deal with the first one. 
and it's it in the second one i i think i don't even think i've seen the third one but i actually ended up shutting off the second one about an hour in because it was just blowing shit up nonstop. i think the third one might be better than the second one um, it's been a while uh, since I've even bothered to watch them. So, and uh, some, most of them I've only seen once, and that was like well, you know, enough. like I said, in, in the research for my my rant, I uh, I you know went through Rotten Tomatoes and found those little quips from reviewers, and no, that I mean the general, I guess, appraisal of the franchises they do in fact get progressively worse as the ratings go progressively down. I think the original one had like a 60% approval rating, which is decent. And then it just goes down to like the last one. It was extinction age of extinction, whatever the hell it was. I haven't, like, even, I haven't even seen it. So, Oh uh, yeah. It's like 12% on rotten tomatoes. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we don't want to piss off the DC fanboys because the, apparently they're not aware that it's an aggregate website that just takes reviews from around the country and around the world. But, uh, yeah, apparently it's universally despised, this franchise. Like I said, I, I hate the movies where the action is so close, you can't tell what the hell is going on. Well, Be- because and that's the I'm thing. a fighting aficionado, so... I actually want to see what's going on. I'm not excited yeah. by ooh they're they're moving really close well, to each CGI, other. It's CGI though too. I mean how how good is ne- is that necessarily going to be? Um, well I don't know how much motion see, capture. They I, I could would do dare back say, then, and if you if you can even think to the Transformers cartoon episodes that you remember best, it was never like a hand to hand combat thing that made it a good a good episode. Yeah, but they did a lot of that. Storytelling. They did a lot of that in the movie, though, so they should have done it better. Uh, well, obviously, I mean that's the thing. Michael Bay is he's 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 a quack, dude. He's uh, he was not up to task back then. He isn't up to it now. You've got a new movie coming out next summer, The Last Night. So I, I love I love how the Michael Bay Transformers are so devoid of inspiration that they're like co-opting fucking Arthurian legend. I mean, what, what's, what's that? Yeah. We're going to start, are we going to have like uh, a tale of two cities, transformer style next or, you know what what I'm waiting for is a transformers Christmas Carol. (laughs) Well, I think what Michael Michael Bay would say to my complaints about how he filmed stuff is like, no, it's not about the fighting. It's about the action and the disorientation. And it's like... Because if you were watching it in real life, you'd still be all that way. That, that sounds <sighs> like a person who has never been in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably tend to... Well, I don't know. Maybe he has been now because I think a lot of people would like to fight him now because these movies are trash. <laughs> I mean, you are dis- disorientated, but you also can see... What's going on? I don't know. It just it just annoys me that it, when the, it's, I mean, okay, uh, fight, fighting aside as well. I mean, okay, the the fighting is bad. The CGI is is sloppy. Is I mean, I I actually would think that that's more sloppy CGI because when it comes down to it, yeah, he's the one who says, "All right, frame the shot," but uh, it's just. It, it comes down to the animators. Well, and no, I guess the, it, it, a lot of his other movies are they they. 
have things so close in you can't tell what's going on oh man so yeah, that's probably his directive then yeah uh but also but but okay so besides that though the story is just not very good yeah they're like uh, like i said the first one's passable but the second one the one that i end up turning off about an hour in is just the reason why i turned it off it was like the 46th explosion i'm like there there's absolutely no there's no story here there's there's nothing going on yeah, but it has I, I felt, a blockbuster, you know, ca- crowd drawing Shia LaBeouf in it, though. <laughs> no, it's but okay. I guess Netflix has sort of made movie watching somewhat disposable because if you don't like a movie, you just shut it off. Yeah. But for me, shutting off a movie in two thousand nine, I think is when it came out. Um, like that was a big deal because I didn't, I didn't have. I think I might have just gotten Netflix at that point, really, but. Uh, it's it's for me to have turned that movie off says a lot because I, I did not turn movies off. I mean, to a certain extent, I, I don't even do that anymore. If I watch a shitty Netflix movie, I pretty much just make myself suffer through it so I can bitch about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, I'm going to pay my dues so I have the right to complain about this shit. Well, but with the Transformers one, it was just so bad. Well, do you remember, like, uh, you know, people don't, people might not remember this, but uh, it's like, I've spent five bucks running this movie i'm gonna fucking watch it no matter what <laughs> yeah I, I think that's actually i think that's what it is i think i rented a blockbuster and that, that might have been why I, I was uh spitefully watching or well most of the other movies but i'm like this isn't even worth five bucks man it's like to all the youngins that shouldn't be listening blockbuster was a place where you used to go and rent movies you actually had to go you had to go there physically i know it's like camelot it's, imagine it's, a red box mythical. that you could walk inside I, <laughs> that's really tight tight quarters jeffrey <laughs> no it was like a whole big room full of the of movies and in some there was a special other room oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we just watch that stuff for free come you, on now. you actually had to suffer the embarrassment of of going of, of like slipping behind that door and coming right, out quick. At two, coast is clear go 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 and going up to Run the 16 year old girl working behind the register and then it's like uh, okay uh balls deep number four okay <laughs> uh that was so embarrassing <laughs> i know the indignity of it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Michael Bay. He sucks. I think we've established that. We hate him. Now, Jeff. I still like The Rock. Oh, God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. The Rock is okay-ish. But when's the last time you watched it? Um, mainly would watch it. We don't have cable. We haven't had cable for a while. But yeah, I used to. Oh, Roxanne, I watch that. Yeah, because like I watched it. Like I just you know I'm like I remember sort of like this movie. I'm gonna watch it. And about I watched it for about thirty minutes before I had to change it because it it just doesn't hold up very well. Did he do Con Air too? No, no, he didn't do Conair. He did The Island with uh, Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, which I watched only because of Scarlett Johansson, and <laughs> even that didn't save it. Oh, uh, Bad Boys. He did Bad Boys 1 and 2. 
I'm I'm on the major um uh, not the majority the minority. I didn't like Bad Boys, and I like Will Smith, and I like uh, uh, Martin Lawrence. But I didn't I like. See, Bad I don't Boys. like. I don't like Bad Boys. I get the first one. I remember watching it with my brother way back when it came out. I think the theater, and we're like, oh yeah, that was kind of cool. But like, <laughs> we're not really like pumped about it. And then I remember running the second one on VHS and going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I prefer watching Blue Streak. Um, oh, as far as Martin Lawrence films go, yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, but there, there's so many better movies out there. But yeah, Michael Bay, man, he just makes he makes shitty movies. All right, so we did this with X Men, Jeff. Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about how we would fix a Transformers movie universe. Uh oh. Firstly, what do you think? Um. Well, whenever there is a established mythology like they set up in the cartoons. I mean, you should probably draw from that to give it Agreed. some depth. And, you know, some and, nostalgia and I goggles. I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't expect it to be, like, slavishly adapted. Like, you know, with what Marvel does, they don't do things exactly like what's in the comics, but it's similar. Like, you can definitely yeah. see it harkens to what came before. Whereas with the Transformers movies... They're just pulling the shit out of someone's ass. Yeah. Someone's dirty, rotten, smelly, syphilis-ridden asshole. Oh, God. <laughs> Ugh, that's gross. <laughs> and I th- I, well, did I just conjure a mental picture for you, Jeffrey? Yes, yes, it did. Kind wow. of a oh, that was easy. Asshole dripping some kind of green fluid. Her- herp- herpes, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is where my wife goes, che- Cheesy, ew, frothy discharge? Ew. This is where my wife goes, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> anyway, all right. So the first thing we have to do is we have to get some screenwriters in who are going to respect the original mythology of the cartoon. Yeah. So maybe not slavishly adapted, but uh, this is you know another problem I have is how the Transformers speak in the Michael Bay movies. Like... In the first one, you had Jazz, who was, like, racist. Like, no. it, might as, it might as well just have been an actor in blackface. No, no. You're thinking of this, the second one with those the the two uh, uh, racist bot twins. Well, that too. No, but, like, Jazz sounded like he was from the ghetto in the first one. Yeah, but nothing compared to whoever the fuck those. I mean, it was that was, like, oh, my. That, that was, like, visibly shocking. When I when I saw uh, when I saw the see, number two and how like, like I said I turned that one off so I I guess I don't remember that maybe I didn't even see that part. There were these two cars that were you know exactly the same but different color and they were like twins, and it was so racist stereotype. Well, and then the, you have it was it was shocking. You, uh, you need to, right, so need to watch. Not, just we're not going to do any of that. How about that? No, um, no blatant racism. <laughs> let's let's just cut the whole racism thing out. Like that's not going to be good for our storytelling. Unless the Transformers are combating racism, then that's cool. So are they going to go get Michael Bay? Is that what you're talking about? Oh. <laughs> go. that, that, the, the villain of the new Transformers reboot is Michael Bay. Everyone, take a leg and an, or an arm, and now pull. And pull, drawn and quartered. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, what characters would you would you want? Would you want like the old style, new style? Which one are we thinking? Um, 
you could do a mix and match of the old and and the new. Um, I well see, I I would want to build it and and almost treat it like they did for the first couple seasons of the Transformers cartoon, and then save those care you know the the later characters like Ultra Magnus and Rod and Hot Rod. And whatever for, for later, later movies. That way you can weave yeah. them into the story. That makes sense. That makes sense. I agree. Um, and so, like, Optimus Prime, of course. Um, Like, Ratchet, Wheeljack. I mean, I'm trying to think of the original cartoon, the characters I always just felt were integral to the story. Bumblebee. Yes. The Dinobots. Like, the Dinobots should have been in it from almost movie two at the very latest. You know what I mean? And then they just apparently introduced them in the last one. That sucked. And um, one thing I didn't remember until I watched the movies is um, a lot of the the uh, a lot of the Autobots and Decepticons had kind of horns. Yeah, I, I mean, if you want to talk about the cartoon, Bumblebee and Cliffjumper both had those like Viking type horns. Well, I th- uh, they the way they they look now, looking back on it, um, like Bumblebee and Cliffjumper. Uh, Almost remind me a little bit of the samurai, some of the samurai masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I would love to see some like Perceptor, if you remember him. Um, oh, the, he was the in the, am, the ambiguously gay robot. <laughs> he was the uh, microscope and telescope guy, right? Yes, the, yeah. the, the yes. And I had his toy, and I you, you wouldn't think playing with a fake microscope would be that with that much fun as a robot but damn it i discovered a lot of science that way we had a real microscope that had a thing you could project it onto the wall that was cool that would be cool um although that's a non sequitur yes i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) my nerd went oh i remember something Within the year, we're probably going to have VR, VR microscopes anyway, so who cares? That'd be our, cool. Our shit's outdated. That'd be cool. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, like, I would love to see that. Like, you know, I know Soundwave was in, I think, the second or third movie of Michael Bay, but like to have those guys, to have like maybe not the tapes, uh, but have some way of incorporating, like, I don't know, even CDs are sort of like a lost technology. Uh, but a way of incorporating Ravage and Rumble and all those things. And, and they're like, because yeah, Rumble had those arms, for, uh, both friends and Rumble had the arms that could turn in like the shakers and you can have like little mini earthquakes and shit. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, that oh, shit, that shit was cool, man. <laughs> that shit was cool. Percept, yeah. uh, not Perceptor. Uh, one of the, the Transformers I always loved from the Decepticons, and I think you had them as well, were they like Blitzkrieg and Astrotrain. Yeah, um, I fucking loved Astro Train. I I really really liked the the plane ones, the the jet ones because you could. I mean, they you could oh, also like just Ramjet and Dirge, yeah. Starscream, Thundercracker, Star- Skywarp. Yeah, I, which you you had a little bit of in the first couple movies as well, but they looked so terrible. Well, it's because they once they transformed, they lost all their personality. I mean, when they were in you know, their, their, you know, plane form or truck form or car form. Well, I mean, they look, they also, the old ones look like F-15s and then the, the new, the movies, they looked like alien spacecrafts and I was like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. So basically they really need to, maybe they don't need to go as far as the cartoons with how they look when they're transformed into a humanoid form, but Um, they should do more 
with the coloration and the the body well, here, here, the body exterior of the car becoming more incorporated I, into them. I actually think that they could be much truer to the cartoon form. Uh, there was a video game that came out for like PS4 and Xbox One, all that shit, about a year ago. Uh, with a Transformers game, and it's it's meant to be like a, a G1 Transformers game with you know Optimus Prime and Sunstreaker and. Um, Sideswiper character, you know, like Megatron. I think that's like the the premise of the, the show is, or the game rather, is that the Insecticons are taking over everything, and even like Megatron's freaking out. Um, and you, like you you play the game as these characters, these like Optimus or Sideswiper, whatever. Uh, but even in CGI, uh, you know, up, up against a realistic looking cityscape, I'm like, damn, those characters actually look pretty fucking good. Well, I, probably the reason they did it the way they did is because they didn't want it to look cartoonish. So instead of looking cartoonish, it just looked like shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, maybe you can find a happy, yeah. happy middle ground there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you, I don't know. I almost. I. I'd, it's called Transformers Devastation, by the way. And um, um, Megatron looked nothing. Like no, in the cartoon, no. and even like the uh, Hugo Weaving played the voice in the first couple of films. I actually think Frank Welker took took back over in the later films, but the idea is like, oh, we want a star to be to be Megatron, and we think Frank Wel- Welker sounds too old. And I'm like, <laughs> Frank Welker still plays Freddie Jones on Scooby Doo, and he still sounds like fucking Freddie Jones on Scooby Doo. Like he doesn't <laughs> sound too old. <laughs> I know, I know, like. <laughs> Frank Frank Welker is like the most prolific voice actor that we've ever had, and probably will ever had in in cinema, cartoon, video game history. Uh, and to say that he can't pull off the part that he he originated is just like that. That tells you it speaks to the idiocy, the idiocy that is Michael Bay. Well, I bet a lot of people don't realize that uh, um, it was Mark Hamill that did the voice of the Joker for years. Uh, well, I think people have actually caught on to that a lot better than they used to, though. Uh, well, I didn't like, re- actually, realize I it just back read like one of those BuzzFeed lists or IG9 or whatever the hell, or I, whatever the hell it was. Um, IO9, that's what I meant. And they had like the, the top 20 Joker performances or top 10 or whatever the hell it was. And uh, Mark Hamill came in number one. Sweet. So, like, you know, he, he's, I think now in the last probably four, four or five years, his Joker is definitely caught up uh, as far as respect. Like, yeah, people love Heath Ledger, but I think most people are like, yeah, Mark Hamill, fucking Joker. He's the dude. Uh, I think we need the, to play the stay on target. Stay on target. Oh, uh, because we're, we're getting... No, no, it's cool. We're talking about voice acting. Uh, that's that's something I enjoy learning about voice acting and the actors and whatnot because so many, so many of those voices that were in the Transformers series permeated every other cartoon through the 80s and 90s and of course frank welker peter cullen the guy who does optimus susan blue i mean those are all people who were just in fucking everything jack angel jack angel the guy who did like uh astro train was also um in like voltron and a bunch of other shit so and Mike, michael bell was duke in uh michael bell was duke and gi joe and he was Prowl and Transformers. And, of course, Transformers was always, like, on. And then G.I. Joe always came on right before, right after that. And I always thought it was funny. It was like, why is, why is Prowl and 
G.I. Joe. Like, <laughs> back then, it wasn't quite dawning. I, I recognized the voice because he did nothing to change his voice between the two characters. I didn't really like G.I. Joe back in the day. I know that makes me weird, but... You're, you're anti-American. <laughs> Why don't you just sit down during the American song, you Colin Kaepernick lover? <laughs> Is he the guy that didn't... didn't uh... You know, didn't stand for the national Stance, anthem. He, yeah, he didn't stand for the national anthem. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, Chris Lotta. Chris Lotta is a guy who did Cobra Commander and Starscream too. So like those two were like inexorably tied together. You you couldn't really have one without the other. And of course, there was like a comic book where they actually teamed like they had the Autobots and the Joes versus Cobra and Decepticons. Starscream, like, that's, that's some cool shit, man. Starscream was like the ultimate whiny bitch backstabber. Yeah, but you need one of those. <laughs> I mean, there's always one of those around. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, even in Game of Thrones, he's there. He's just not whiny about it. And that's Littlefinger. Yeah, true. True, true. Yeah, he's a backstabber for sure. Yeah, I mean, he he's, I mean, like if they were, to, maybe that's what they should do. They should just sort of like meld Transformers and Game of Thrones a little bit. <laughs> uh, we, we, we might, oh, we might get to movie we want. If we were animators, make like a, like a Game of Thrones, like pick an, pick our favorite episode, and make like a whole Game of Thrones episode with Transformers instead of people. <laughs> that would be bitchin'. And like the anyway, blue eyed Decepticons coming down on. Um, oh on, yeah. shit! What was that? What was that place called? Um, home, hard home. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Okay, that's it. That's the one. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, any any other fixes we w- we would uh, I-, I would also say, Jeff. I think part of the problem is Michael Bay was probably too old. Okay, like we we have to acknowledge that Michael Bay was the wrong choice all along. Anyway, like he's a shitty director. There's no there's no other excuse for it. He's a terrible director. So you know, find someone who was obviously more capable. But I think a big problem is is that Michael Bay was too old to have grown up with Transformers. Like he didn't understand it. How old is he compared to us? Um, I want to say he's pro- he's he's got to be about almost sixty by now. Oh yeah, well shit, yeah, yeah. Let, let me IMDb that real quick. Hold, please, Michael Bay. Who looks like um, Michael Bay looks like Michael Bolton's slightly less attractive younger brother. Really? Oh, which you know that's also a problem. But no, he's he's fifty one. Say he was too old. So by the time Transformers the cartoon was coming out, he was thirty. Yeah. Which means it was it's virtually impossible for him to have because like it's cool now to be geeky about cartoons and stuff, but in the eighties, if you were thirty you 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 did not watch cartoons, so help you God, not unless that you know you couldn't live near schools, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right uh, My shit just got pony. weird. Shit just got weird, Jeff. Shit just got weird. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think part of the problem is they're not finding a director. But you know, now you tap somebody who's you know roughly our age, give or take five years, you're going to find someone who understands the property. So who would you have direct it? Oh, 
it, it would really depend. For me, it would completely depend. Um, and I think Guillermo del Toro's sort of like an obvious choice because he loves the big robot thing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know how how much of an affinity he has for Transformers as a property, but uh, you know he could do it. He can do it well because I like I, I like Pacific Rim a lot. The fight scenes in Pacific Rim are pretty badass. There's not too much. Of All that. right, so like, okay, so like him. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there are others out there, but he just seems the most obvious to me. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Uh, due to directed Lost and. You know the new Star Trek. Oh, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think yeah, he could probably. Do I it. think he's he's a little bit older than us. He he might be without outside of the range of people who I would say understand. Yeah, but I think you I could, don't know. I think you could do it though. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing: when when I watch Transformers, oh man, like I want that heart back that I, I remember seeing in the original Transformers the movie, and well, be- one of the reasons why I found it so affecting is because like I felt what was going on and i want i want a, a director who's going to be able to translate that and make me feel something well, just be transformers with lens flares okay <laughs> so yeah you just completely dissuaded me from jj abrams nice job <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway yeah i like your choice though i yeah because all right Pacific uh, Rim. Uh, well we're open okay we're open negotiation guys we we we're up for anybody who's willing to do a good job all right <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, I think that, that ends our 30th anniversary Transformers of the movie wrap. Have anything else to say? Um, such heroic nonsense. Actually, I sound more like the Joker when I say that. No, no. You sound more like Megatron okay. than you think. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Till All Are One. Till All Are One. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Cut. Butata is out. Jeff is out. Hello, cutie pie. What is thy bidding, my master? Listen to me very carefully. You are mine now. You belong to me. My nipples are very sensitive. Feel how soft my skin is. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Ew. Seriously. That is so gross. Bear fucker. Do you need this? Kinda grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? More teens are having fuck, having luck. He has an erection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all her fault. Then he got an idea, a wonderful, awful idea. Seduction used to be an art. Now, of course, it's brutish and it's predatory. And here's what consent is. The person is severely intoxicated or unconscious as a result of alcohol or drugs, is physically or developmentally disabled the victim is under the age of 13 or is elderly so as long as the girl's 13 she can give consent for sex provided it's creative and enthusiastic you keep using the word i don't think it means what you think it means no means yes if you know how to spot it fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life i am not gay i never have been gay he says he's not gay but uh Let's see what a few drinks and a back massage would do to him, huh? What do you think? Me? You? The old lady? A little sandwich action? Okay. But I get to be on top. Let me guess. You dropped the soap. Please take that out of my ass. You're in more dire need of a blowjob than any white man in history. Bro, it's right in the fucking eyeball. Because it really does make you feel like you're inside this 11-year-old girl. In a... 
profoundly wholesome way. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. I think you are filth. I think you are scum. You are a degenerate! I'm not a pervert! Okie dokie. Testing, testing, one, two, three. My balls. Big old floppy donkey dick. All right. Um, I think I'm ready. <clears throat> All right. Let's do this shit. Ear, earbud popped out. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. You still here? It's, it's over. over. Go, Go home. home. Go. 